0: Please confirm your word with miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah! In Jesus' name, the name that's above every name, the name that cannot fail, the name that demons have to tremble and flee. That name, that wonderful, powerful, magnificent, glorious name, matchless name of Jesus Christ, our. Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, as you know, this month has been designated as Black History Month. Now, I know next week we'll be celebrating uh, a Black History Recognition Day, but I have been waiting for the spirit to begin in that vein on today. Amen. So that's for sure. Amen. Amen. And the reason is, black history is not just a week or a month to be celebrated. Black history is American history that must be recognized 365 days a year. And unless you have been living under a rock, There is and has been a movement to overlook and whitewash black history right out of the history books. And what that literally means is erasing our existence right out of the history books of America. Now, I'm not staying here very long, but I do want to point that out. So what? And so what this means, and so let me say this. Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. who was a Jamaican politician, activist, he was a publisher, a journalist, an entrepreneur, and orator said, a people without knowledge of their past history, mm-hmm. origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. Yes, sir. A people without knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. Okay? Amen. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis proposed and the Florida legislature passed the Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees Act, or what has commonly become known as the Stop Woke Act. Mm-hmm. Now, this bill empowers citizens to go after what has been termed Woke Indoctrination. Mm -hmm. This bill blunts what he has warned is liberal theology influencing the teaching of history in schools and coursing through corporate diversity training. Mm -hmm. Now, Stop Woke prohibits, prohibits any teaching that could make students feel they bear personal responsibility for historic wrongs because of their race, color, sex, national origin and blocks businesses from using diversity practices or training that could make employees feel guilty for those reasons. In other words, they don't want to make students or people in their workplaces feel bad for what has been and what is done to black people in America. So how do they think we feel? One of the Republican state senators of Florida said, we are going to teach honest history, but we are not going to influence it with personal opinion. Uh, As if, (laughs) I'm glad you asked, (laughs) as if the enslavement of African people was just an opinion that really didn't happen. Remember what Garvey said? If you don't know any history, origin, or culture, you're like a tree without roots. Amen. Well, I happen to say this. I want to say this to them and him too. The devil is a liar. Democratic critics called it a way to whitewash history and diminish the abuse and inequities faced by black people in this country as well as a way for Republicans to satisfy their voting base. What the Stop Act does is it feeds and it keeps white supremacy alive. The thing about it is this: if you ask them to define woke, they couldn't do it, just like they don't know what CRT is. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So let me define woke for you, okay? Merriam-Webster defines it as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues especially issues of racial and social justice and identified as U.S. slang it's making you, what means being aware of being aware of what? Important facts and issues that have happened to not only us but happened in America right now our history and if you look in your past history has not been good However, we take what was bad, we learn from it so that we won't repeat history, right? Yes. Hmm? So stay woke became a red meat watchword that's been politicized and ostracized and demonized to make it mean something that it really does not mean. Amen. Like something is wrong with being woke. Stay woke and woke have become words of Action. It's is an adjective. Amen. And it's a verb. But I don't care what they are saying. I am declaring that I'm woke and I'm staying woke. All right? Now, this is where we make the transition. You not only have to be woke politically and in the natural realm, but you have to be woke spiritually. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get woke spiritually is to receive Jesus as your Savior who makes you alive. And I'll talk about more of that later. Amen? Amen. So we're going to Romans 13 right now. So you need to be, I'm staying woke spiritually. I'm woke spiritually and I'm staying woke spiritually. Mm -hmm. Amen. While I'm still woke in the natural realm, I'm also woke in the heavenly realm. Amen. And as this old song says, and I won't go back, I won't turn back, I won't turn back no more. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 13. Now we were here a couple of weeks ago in Romans. And Romans can be broken down into two parts. Chapter 1 through chapter 11 verse 36 tell us what to believe. And chapters 12 through 16, 27 tell us how to act. Now the Apostle Paul gives clear practical guidelines for the believers in Rome. And the the reason is the normal Christian life is not some abstract theology that's unconnected with life but it has implications that are practically applied that will affect your everyday life if you choose it to. Now remember last week we talked about free will. God gave us free will. We can choose whether or not to choose him. Amen? Amen. Because it's not enough to merely know the gospel, but you must let it transform your life and let God impact every aspect of your life. So in Romans 13 verse 8 it says this, Owe no man anything but to do what? Love Love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled what? The law. Verse 9 says, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness or lie, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandments, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy what? Neighbor. As thyself. That verse is saying, all those other commandments come down to loving your neighbor as what? Yourself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, one of the debts we can never repay is the debt Jesus paid for our sins, right? The other debt that we can never fully repay is the debt to love one another biblically okay why because biblical love is the decision to compassionately and righteously seek the benefit and well being of another it means it's a decision to compassionately and righteously seek the benefit of the well being of another all to say this as long as you are a believer and you are in history or time you can never run out of love for one another so that's a debt that can't ever be repaid. You can't never out love your life. You, get, you hear me? Real love is an act of your will. And we owe that to others without end because that kind of love is the underlying factor in all of the other commandments. Do not commit adultery. Why? Because you love. Do not murder, why? Because you love. Do not steal, because you love. Do not covet because you love. This is why Paul is echoing what Jesus said earlier in, in the gospel to love your neighbor as yourself as a fulfillment of the law. Now, one of the things that has really been missing, in case you hadn't noticed it, is love for one another. Amen. That's real. Because we want to look out for ourselves what I can get, can all I get, and then sit on that can and not give nothing to nobody else because I'm only concerned with my four and no more. Right? But Jesus said this, we have to love our neighbor as ourselves because it fulfills the law. Hmm? So it's an act of will. And Jesus put it, he said something else too in those two commands he said love God with all your heart soul and mind and then love your neighbor as yourself you cannot truly love God with all of that unless you love your neighbor as yourself and you cannot love your neighbor as yourself unless you love God with all your heart those two work together now let me say this you can't hate your brother and claim that you love God okay? hmm it don't work that way. I think a scripture another place says, so how you going to love God whom you don't see? And hate your brother who you do see. That's what the word says. So you cannot love God if you don't love me. I don't want you to tolerate me. As if I'm some boil or some sore or some back pain that you have. Don't just tolerate me. I want you to love me just like God said, love one another. Amen. How does God love? Unconditionally. Love without strings attached. Love with strings attached is not real love. Love with strings attached is conditional love. God says unconditional love. Now, I ain't got to like all what you do. Amen. <laughs> And you ain't got to like all that I do. However, the command is to love my neighbor as myself. And if you love yourself, you can love your neighbor. Sometimes people just don't love themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't love themselves. If you don't have Jesus in your life, it's almost impossible to really love yourself. Hmm? Why? because Jesus for God is love and the way to access God is through Jesus Christ and to access Jesus Christ you need the Holy Spirit to help you and when you have God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit in your life then you're able to love yourself even when you're unlovable to yourself Hmm? Hmm? your neighbor is somebody that's not you. Right. Just in case you missed it. Your neighbor, right. <laughs> right. Your neighbor is not you. Right. You are not your own neighbor. Right. If you start thinking you're your own neighbor, you need to go get something checked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So he wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And then we keep on reading them. verse 11. says, and that knowing the time that is now knowing the and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now it now is our salvation nearer than when we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of what? Life. And let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make, no, make not provision for the flesh. To fulfill the lust thereof, uh-huh. awake in verse eleven means to have been aroused from sleep. Yeah. It means to watch. It means to give a stri- to give strict attention to. And if you are a believer, as I said earlier, you have been made alive. You don't have to go here, but the scripture says this in Ephesians chapter two, verse four through five, in King James. It says. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive or woke together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So when you became a believer or when you become a believer, God will give you spiritual life. And when you are dead, only a resurrection can help you. God intervened at the greatest sites of our soul and resurrected our corpus, corpses, if you are a believer. Against the backdrop of death is the glory of the resurrection life. As a believer, you need to live in light of Jesus' imminent return, which is nearer than you think. So in other words, you need to live like he could come back today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? He could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Nobody knows the day or the hour, right? Yeah. right? So let's dig a little bit. If you are a believer and have been awakened, you need to stay woke. <laughs> Don't get woke and then go back to sleep. You know how it is when you hit that alarm clock yeah, okay. the first time? And then, what, nine minutes later, it go off again if you don't get right up? Yeah, yeah. Then then somebody I know says, well, I need three more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I got three minutes. I'll be like, 15 minutes but That's That's not me. <laughs> But if you've been awakened, you need to stay woke, and there's a reason for it. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, verse (laughs) 8. You need to stay woke. It says this in verse 8, chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary is devil as a roaring lion walketh about, or prowls about, seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. This verse reminds us to be sober and vigilant, and we need to stay woke. Although the devil cannot take away your salvation, he attempts to damage your faith and your ministry. Mm -hmm. His scheme seeks to shake your trust in God, affect your submission to God, and to destroy your testimony. That's the devil's mission. He wants to shake your trust in God. He wants to destroy your testimony and affect your submission to God. It is important to remain woke and focus on the truth of God's word because it will make you strong. Charles Spurgeon said the promise or promises of God is or are longer than life, broader than sin, deeper than the grave, and higher than the clouds. If you are a believer, the promise says that your salvation is secure. Well, how do you know? I'm glad you asked. John 6:39, 39, King James says, This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all that he has given me, talking about believers, I should lose nothing. In other words, Jesus will not lose a single person whom God has entrusted to him. Now let me stay here, right here for a minute and put a pin in it. Don't let the devil convince you to make you think that just because you fell short of the glory of God that Jesus does not have you still. God's Got you, where in the palm of His hand. And just because you have fallen short one time or another, you, that does not mean that you have lost your salvation. God, in fact, put a put a provision in where He says, if you confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from your unrighteousness that's a shocking word right there because I don't know about y'all I don't get it just right all the time right? I put on my pants one leg, pants leg and at a time just like you I have my issues just like you but I thank God for Jesus Christ and the mercy and the grace of God that he's made a provision for me as a believer to confess my sin yes, thank you, God. hallelujah and, mm-hmm. and although Satan cannot separate you from God's love he actively attempts to affect the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. What part of your life? The parts that you can see. Mm-hmm. He actively attempts. Mm-hmm. And it says this again in 1 Peter I just want to read this again. It says what? Be sober. And do what? Be sober. Be what? Because you have an enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walks about seeking whom he may what? Devour. Devour. You need to understand what devour means. It means to eat up. It means to swallow. It means to utterly consume. It means to destroy. The devil wants to eat you up. He wants to swallow you down. He wants to utterly consume you or digest you so that he can destroy you. Hmm? The devil wants to shake your faith and make you feel ineffective as a kingdom disciple. That's why you need to stay woke. Because he wants to shake you up. He wants to shake your faith and make you feel like you're ineffective. How does, he do, how does he do that? Well, I have been praying for such and such for so many years, and it seems the more I pray, the worse they get. My hmm? God, the more I pray, the more off the rails they become. The more I pray, the deeper they go into whatever they into, and the devil will come to you and say. Not. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that's true. Liar. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. That you're ineffective. Your walk of faith is not that strong. Mm-hmm. What he's trying to do is get you off your game yes. to quit praying for that person. Right. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us to ask, seek, and knock. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us for how long. That's right. We live in this microwave society where we want sixty seconds and the food be hot and then you know they done, right? We want that drive-through stuff. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to feel ineffective, and that's why you need to stay woke. Mm. Hmm. Yes, sir. Amen. Peter's command for us to stay woke echoes Jesus' command to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said in Mark 14, 38, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. In Luke 22 and 31, he told Peter again, he said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may set you as wheat. And that prompted Jesus in verse 22 to pray that his faith does not fail. That same prayer that he prayed for Peter's faith not to fail is the same prayer that he's praying for us. That our faith does not fail. Amen. Amen. Let's go a little bit deeper. Being sober and vigilant are closely connected. If you did a word study on the word sober, you would find it in multiple places in the Bible, just like the call to be vigilant or alert. The term sober literally means to be free from intoxicating influences. To be sober means not to allow ourselves to be influenced by anything that leads us away from God's truth and sound judgment. Now, I don't know about you, and I'll just be real transparent with y'all. I have not been saved all of my life. <laughs> just in case y'all forgot, I didn't even tell y'all that. Correct. And every night, I used to get it on back in the day. <laughs> and when you get it on back in the day, what it does is it clouds your judgment. Yes. Okay. And then what happens is it makes you do sometimes. It makes you do something yes. that you wouldn't do if you weren't sober, right? Amen. It influences you. You know, I, I, when I used to work back in the day and you go out with certain people and you all of a sudden they be all good at work, but when they get out where they are, they get this liquid courage. you be like, where'd this come from? Now I ain't going with you no more because I know what'll happen if I keep hanging with you. We all going to be in a fight. Right. Amen. That's because without a sober mind, you can't think right. And see, the devil knows that alcohol is a spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why on certain things they call it spirits. Because it's a spirit. Mm -hmm. And what that spirit does is awaken another spirit in you Mm -hmm. and not the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It connects with the spirit of the devil to make you do certain things that you would not do if you were sober, right? right. Amen. Amen. Sobriety is this. It's a state of being. Be sober and vigilant. Be watchful and stay alert. Or be woke. Because the devil is trying to take you out. And he don't really care about you. (laughs) He really don't. (laughs) He really does not care about you. Amen. To be vigilant means to keep careful, watch for possible danger or difficulties. Vigilance requires action. You can't be sober and vigilant if you're not sober and vigilant. (laughs) You can't be. Amen. A vigilant person actively pays attention to what is trying to get their attention, and what affects your heart and mind. You must keep a clear mind as you vigilantly, vigilantly keep watch over your life and the world around you. In other words, you need to stay woke. Yes, sir. Because we live in this perilous times. Yes, sir. And I don't, I don't know if you or if you remember, this past week, I believe, they were, some people were out celebrating on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. at Chili's, got into an argument yeah. at Chili's, right. started shooting at Chili's, mm-hmm. but then took it to the streets. Right. <clears throat> then, on the streets, they start shooting in a couple different places, and a three-year-old child got hit by a bullet, right. as well as another man, got a graze wound. A bullet, a shot is a shot to me, amen. (laughs) Graves or not, why I say all that? You don't know what could happen as you're driving down these streets. Bullets don't have name, they don't have no discretion, they don't care if you're black, white, skinny, fat, brown, black, or purple. Amen. Amen. So you need to stay woke or keep your head on a swivel. Yes, yes. And I told this I told you this before. Don't always walk around with your head down. I'm not telling you to be in fear, but I'm telling you to be woke. Right. Be aware. Being woke means being aware of your surroundings. You have to be careful. Right? People don't do you don't mean you no good being used by the devil. They don't. Amen. I'm not telling you to be fearful, but you got to be careful be and be alert. Keep sober <laughs> because your adversary, the devil, is seeking home email. That home is you. <laughs> he may devour, swallow you up, eat you, utterly consume, and destroy you. So number two, since if you have been awakened, you not only need to stay woke, you need to work woke. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Amen. Let's go to John chapter nine. You gotta stay woke, and you need to work woke. See, some people think that just because you receive Jesus on one day that that's good up and that's good entry level. However, you got to stay woke, amen. Because it's easy to be pulled somewhere you don't want to go, amen. Since you stand woke, you need to work woke. John chapter 9, verse 1, it says this. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Take this up. This man, who was at one time was a baby, was born blind, and his parents probably, like all of us, thought, well, what's wrong with my baby? Mm -hmm. But by the time he became a man, he was going to have an encounter with the Savior of the world. For the glory of God, He said, his parents didn't say nor this man, but that the works of God should be made manifest or the power of God could be seen in him. I must, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is what? The night comes which what? As long as I am in the world, I am what? The man in this chapter had lived in darkness all of his life. He was blind as I read. But then Jesus came bringing sight and light to this man's life. In the same way in the same way, the world was in darkness to that point and is in darkness now. But Jesus had come. John 1 chapter 4 in the King James says in him was light and the light was the light of men. Then in verse 9, he asks that Jesus was the true light which cometh into the world and enlightens every man. It seems that by bringing sight to this individual, he was illustrating how he provides light to all humanity. And at the same time, he's telling his disciples and us that we are to work while it is day. Now, he's not talking just about any kind of work. He said he has to work the works of him who sent him. As long as it is day, night is coming when no man can work. He was and is challenging his kingdom disciples that we should be doing the work of the Father as long as it is day, as long as Jesus is there, and even here with us now. So I said all that to say this. As a believer, we have been empowered to be the light of the world. Doing what? Bringing sight to the blind. Yes, yes, yes. It was not just, and, and see, we get it twisted because because Jesus is talking about himself. I almost work the works of him while I his day because when I come, no man can work. He is talking about us as his kingdom disciples. We are called to be the light in this world. Why? Because we represent Jesus. Why? We are in Christ. Yeah. And if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Which means that you don't operate like you used to operate. Now you operate in Jesus' light to bring light to this blind world. Yeah. The, salt and the, earth. the salt and the earth. That's right. We are the salt and light. Now I know it's something that we don't like to think about or understand, but there is coming a time when it will be night. And no one can work. Yes, he is referencing his second coming when he will come back for his church without spot or wrinkle. So all that, to say is, as believers, we need to have a sense of urgency about what we've been called to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't put off tomorrow with what you got to do for what you have to do today. Amen? Amen. 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 The opportunity that Jesus had, and you need to remember this, our opportunities that we get to share Christ with someone is to give God the glory he deserves. It's not about us. It's not like even about coming to church. It's about spreading the great gospel news and spreading the kingdom of God in this earth. Jesus, in fact, was working woke. <laughs> hmm? We need to make the most of our opportunities to share our faith with others. Now, sometimes they come at times when we're not thinking about it or even looking for it. I know for me, at times, I'll be like, oh man, I should have said this and that. (laughs) So we have to discern the times and discern the opportunities because they're not about us, it's about bringing God glory. We need to work woke and make the most out of every opportunity that God provides to bring him glory while it is day. So we need to watch woke. We need to work woke. Not watch woke. We need to work woke. We need to stay woke. We need to work woke. But we also need to watch woke. (laughs) Got a little ahead of myself. Last scripture. Let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 13. we We're going to look at verse number 32. Stay woke, work woke, and watch woke. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm woke, and I'm saying woke. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I pray that you will as well. Mark 13. Starting at verse 32. It says this, But of that day, And that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed and watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, mm-hmm. or at night, or in the evening, or at midnight, mm-hmm. or at the cock coin, or before dawn, or in the morning. Mm-hmm. Lest coming suddenly he find you what? Sleeping. Hmm. And what I say unto you I say unto all watch watch what? watch woke this chapter if you read the whole chapter is a chapter of predictions for them and prophecy yet to come for us when Jesus said that when Jesus said that even he did not know the time in that moment he was affirming his humanity. Of course, God the Father knows the time, and the Bible tells us that Jesus and the Father are one, but when Jesus became a man, he voluntarily gave up his unlimited use of his divine attributes. Now, I know this is one of the things we won't understand in time. However, we will get those mysteries in eternity. Amen? The emphasis on this verse is not on Jesus' lack of knowledge but rather on the fact that no one knows. It is God the Father's secret to be revealed when he wills. And this is very important. No one can predict by scripture or science the exact day of Jesus' return. I don't care how they Apostle Blam Blam says that Sister So-and-so and and, and Deacon such-and-such said, Nobody can predict by scripture or using science the exact moment when Jesus will crack that eastern sky. Jesus said that I don't even know it. The angels don't even know it. Only the Father knows it. And the Father will not reveal it to mortal man if He's not going to remor- reveal it to the angels of Jesus. Yeah. Does that even make sense? <laughs> think about it. Right. Right. Why would He reveal it to mortal man if He has not revealed it to Jesus and the angels? Just think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make make <laughs> I know they deep. <laughs> So deep that they stuck. Or they think they deep. And they still stuck. Stuck in what foolishness. Amen. Because Jesus is, that says, I don't even know. Jesus is teaching that preparation, not calculation, is needed. And that we need to watch walk. It's not It's not about calculation. It's about being prepared for him to come. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for you to add up one plus one, that equals two. And then by, divide it by ten, multiply it by seven, and you carry the number, and then you add a carrot to it to make it to the power of ten. Yeah. No, that? <clears throat> you, know, you hear people talking about it. Well, we got these numbers, and this number says, and it should be like that. Every one of them has failed. Yes. Why? Because nobody knows Jesus is coming and he does not want us to know because if we knew we would be trying to get ourselves together up to that last nanosecond <laughs> when I was younger I said shoot I'm going to do all I can so when I get old I'm going to get saved and I'll be good when I die <laughs> however if you've been watching wild- paying attention People die at every age. Amen. And you may not have the opportunity to repent. Amen. And get yourself together. We need to watch, walk, and this is how you do it. Don't let yourself be misled mm-hmm. by confusing claims mm-hmm. or spe- speculative interpretations. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself be misled by confusing claims or speculative interpretations. Don't be afraid to tell people about Jesus despite what they might say or do. Don't be afraid to tell people about Jesus despite what they might say or do. You must stand firm by, by your faith and not be surprised by the persecution. You must stand firm by your faith and not be surprised by the persecution. And you know persecution will come. Yes. Right. <laughs> will yeah. It could be physical, but then again it's persecution by law. Because just because you got saved, the people that you weren't saved with, don't forget when you weren't saved. Mm-hmm. And the devil won't let you forget when you wasn't saved. They'll try to make you not forget. Right. Amen? but you must stand firm by your faith. In other words, I know that I know that I know that I am saved, I am sanctified, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and I am not turning back from hell or high water. He brought me too far for me to turn back now. He brought me through too much for me to give up on him now. And although I'm going through some stuff that I don't quite understand, and I'm hurting, and I don't, and I'm confused by it, and and, and and all hell is breaking loose around me and in me and through me, and all hell is breaking loose in my household, my family, all of that, I, am, I have decided to make Jesus my choice. Yeah. 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 You better be that in yourself. I am not turning back. I am not giving up. I am not giving in. I may be burning up, but I won't be burned. I may be going through the flood, but I'm not going to drown. I have decided to make Jesus my choice. Hallelujah. And you must continually be morally alert and obedient to the commands that God gives you so that you can be, so that you can watch, walk, and it's all found in his word. Amen. It always comes back to that, don't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> what God said. <laughs> so you need to watch woke. I don't know about you, but I'm woke. I'm staying woke. I'm working woke. And I'm watching woke. In other words, I'm woke. <laughs> and my prayer for you is that you get woke. And if you are woke, you stay woke. Amen. 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 And don't say I am woke, and I'm staying that way. I'm staying woke. Praise God. And if you're not woke yet, today is a good opportunity to get woke.